y'all. You are listening to Three of Cups with Katie, Mayer, and Katie. Each week, these three best friend witches will collaborate together through combined card pulls to pour their cups into yours. Stay tuned as we share readings for the collective as well as personal readings with our listeners. Grab an empty cup and get ready for it to be filled with love. Welcome back to Three of Cups. I'm Katie M. I'm Mayor. And I'm Katie G. And, and this, this is us. us. <laughs> so today we had a reading with our very dear friend Carly. Um, we were so excited to do Carly's reading. Um, so excited, in fact, that Spirit told us to cool our jets because we were supposed to record it yesterday. Um, and Katie G's power went out. Um, <laughs> Oops. And we, I feel like for us, like Carly's reading started yesterday, yes. <laughs> like for us personally, and we didn't pick it up until we started recording with her. Um, but I would say this was our most like uh, in touch truly with spirit in here. Synchronistic. That we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We had a lot of moments where it was just like, um, we pulled a couple of the same cards, but Mary's burping as I talk about this. But yeah, so it wasn't um, too specific of a reading, but it was. It, it, we talked a lot about shadow work um, and just kind of taking care of yourself in that sense. But also, just um, we talked a lot about Carly's creative side and kind of how she can use that in her life. Um, and not getting discouraged with creative blocks. I think a lot of us, um, a lot of us like in the millennial age group, we are a very creative. We're, we're finding new ways to like make a living now. We're not doing it in traditional ways. And I, so I think a lot of us are really pushed to have these creative endeavors and a lot of us are really good at it and, and focused on it. But I don't know anybody that doesn't get you know, creative blockages. Um, so we just talked a lot about that for Carly personally and how to get through that or work on, work on getting through it <laughs> and, and yes. getting to completion. All right. So we are going to go ahead and get into Carly's reading and we hope you all enjoy. And we're back with our fourth guest now. This is our friend, our dear friend, Carly. I'm just going to say this. Carly's probably one of the coolest people I know. I'm just putting that Literally. out there. I've <laughs> been looking forward to this for so long. High expectations. Yeah. She just does awesome. so much cool shit. She's a tattoo artist. She's a photographer. She's just you're awesome. Yeah. Well, a baddie. Katie and I both have tattoos from Carly. Um, yes. Carly yes. tattooed my cat named Booger on my knee. Um, Y'all know Booger. I can't remember. (laughs) Shout out. (laughs) I got the rising woman symbol on my sternum over the summer. And I got nothing. (laughs) Carly's going to do our three of cups tattoo one day. I know. Yeah, it's happening. Did we we tell you that that you're doing that? I think so so in passing, maybe. (laughs) Okay, so welcome, Carly. Carly, give us, what are we reading for you today? What's, what's the topic of combo? 
Well, I'm hoping to get a Three of Cups signature spread, mm-hmm. something along those lines. Um, any messages that come through on, like, career, on, like, relationships, I'm open to. Um, yeah, whatever comes through. I'm kind of here for the ride. <laughs> I trust all three of you very much, so. Okay, we'll see where it goes then. So Katie (laughs) is going to be kicking off your reading today. So she's going to pull, we'll explain the cards as we go. She's going to pull your first two cards. Mary's going to pull your second two cards. I will pull the third set of two cards. And then we're going to come back around to Katie to give you your last card of the reading. Cool. Do we want to take a second just to like take a deep breath, ground? Yes. All of that. Are you okay with that, Carly? Yeah, okay. absolutely. <clears throat> All right. The moment I inhaled, I was like, I'm ready. I know, same. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. My cards have been flying a lot lately. I think it's because of my careless shuffling abilities. So let's see. If I get too many, I might just cut the deck. All right, so we are pulling for your current energy and then the energy of whatever situation we are going to dive into. And I already kind of have some thoughts about what we might be getting, but we'll see. Okay. Oh, I got, okay. Okay. This is okay. (laughs) Okay. Card one, your current energy. The suspense. Oh, so sweet. The tower. <laughs> oh, my oh my god. Oh my god. It's going to be a juicy one, folks. Oh, yes. Lord. So, and that's funny because. Oh my gosh. Really? Okay. So, I'll tell you what your second card is first the energy of the situation, um, slash what we're kind of going to dive into Four of Cups. Oh. Um, But I do just want to say it's interesting because, like, right before. Was it right before or right after we took our little deep breath? For some reason, I was like feeling the world. I don't know why. Bitch, I, was, like, I got. I pulled that. I've been pulling the world in my deep breath the past two weeks. In my deep breath, I pulled the. No, I. I assumed it was. I just put it away. But in my deep breath, I did my deep breath, and then I like shuffle, shuffled, and then the world. That was the only card that, and I just like uh-huh. flipped it back in. So what I am Damn. thinking right now is we're gonna get you on a journey to completion. Of some sort. Um, So obviously, something is crumbling. Something is changing. We will figure out, has it already changed? Are you on the brink of it? Are you going through it? Um, And then Four of Cups could kind of answer this question. Because immediately I see this and I'm thinking plateau. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is that, I'm just, I'm, that's yeah. what I'm thinking is plateau I keep here. everything that I'm getting lately in terms of like energy readings for myself, the word stuck, literally S-T-U-C-K, mm. that has been mm-hmm. highlighted everywhere for me mm-hmm. in like readings and books I'm reading and like weird highlights on my e-reader, like that word specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, with cups, like being that there's so there's so much revolving around cups I think I I feel like cups just really like encompass the self you are a cancer right your cancer sun cancer moon or cancer sun cancer Cancer, sun cancer rising yeah so I'm sure you okay I'm sure you probably pull a lot of cups cards um so right just with the tower and the four of cups combined I also kind of think like 
there's something coming at you to like make things better that you're just not going for right now. These three cups in front of you are too much of what you're pouring yourself into, like dealing with. And so this tower moment, I'm going to say either it has happened and you're not sure you either don't want to slash aren't sure and maybe you don't want to because you're not sure of what you're doing next. Um, or you're stuck on allowing the whole thing to fall in general. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's just some, like, life steps here. Um, and I I know I'm not even, like, really getting specifically, like, career. I'm not thinking career here. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, possibly. I guess, like, more information that we get from you, but um, just the cups are telling me it's not career-related. Um, you are a creative person. You are an intuitive person. Um, and so I think that this, you know, while our career really does have a lot to do with our life and you do have a lot of creativity in what you do for a living, um, I think, I think that you need to bring this, I think that these cups, like this thing that you're missing is like a nurturing sort of thing that's going to get you through or to this tower. Okay. Yeah, that resonates. I'm I the only reason I'm surprised about that you don't see it's a career thing is cuz that's sort of where the plateau is, but it hasn't moved, so maybe that's I'm looking in the wrong place too. You well, I mean? is there I'm always such a like let's look at the little pieces before we look at the big pieces. Um Sure. And so there's so much that we can't do for other aspects of our life before we do certain things for ourselves or have that realization, have that moment of like, oh, this maybe like I maybe need to take this step with my career because of what I am realizing inside of like what I need. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you need to settle something with yourself first. Yeah, that hits. <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> Can I just can I just say yesterday when we were supposed to record so we were supposed to record this yesterday yes I pulled the Katie's Katie G's power went out and we couldn't and I was pulling Mary and I had a Charlie Day moment so I pulled I pulled the tower yesterday and I was like oh wow and then Katie was telling saying about this this particular thing to do where you look for the tower in mm. your deck and whatever is before in front of you. And what was your lineup was the four of cups and the was tower, it? Katie. Was yes. It? I didn't remember yes. that. What was, Holy and, shit. Yeah. Uh, what was and the ace of wands? It was ace of wands. Ace oh, of wands. okay. 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 Interesting. Yeah. So, no, yesterday, Carly this whole was time really I've weird. been like reeling. I have been reeling since you pulled <laughs> mm-hmm. the, when you pulled the tower and then you said the four of cups, I'm over here like, I forgot about like, that. And that's funny. Cause last night, like party. I went crazy with this deck and I literally, I threw this deck on my floor. Cause I was like, I'm only getting the same cards right now because they're just like, <laughs> they're weathered or something. So they keep falling out. So I went through my deck and just like mixed it all up for like 20 minutes. And so it's oh not God. that these two, these two cards were still together because I was trying I know, that's so crazy. to like mix them all up. 
Wow. That's so crazy. Okay, so. <laughs> and the whole world thing, that's really bizarre. That was crazy. Because yeah. I've, like, I've, I shuffled when we were, like, breathing, grounding down, just pulling one last card for what I thought was myself. And I was like, oh, the world. Let me put that and back I in. And I saw it. I never see stuff. <laughs> I never see stuff. <laughs> I had a vision. <laughs> Okay, this is interesting. Hmm. All right, so I'm pulling for in what way is your cup needing to be filled? And the fourth card is what can be released to make room for what you need? And so the the first, in what way is your cup needing to be filled? I got the hermit. Oh, okay. Wait, that came out <laughs> yesterday too. I do want to preface uh, the hermit is my my guides. And okay. I did ask for it before we got on today. So. Uh-huh. I love that. <laughs> and it's funny. You asked for it and it's representing what way is your cup needing to be filled. Yeah. You asked for that it. That solo. You're, you're needing that, you know, it's introspective. My, like, bitch, you need to sit down and meditate for a long time. That's what yep. that card means for me. So. <laughs> yeah, oh that God. this right now. Oh, my God. Is it Ace of Wands? No. Okay. <laughs> who is it who is it is she there you are y'all okay so okay hold on hold on cut spirit needs to go what is happening all right so i'm gonna start with the hermit for right now i gotta get this out also, before i get per- freaking weird i've like- burped like five times already like since mary yeah. started shuffling i have been oh burping. my god okay in what way is your cup needing to be filled i'm thinking you need to find your light you need to find that you know that light at the end of the tunnel you need that introspective time to like sit with yourself what can be released to make for what you need? The tower. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So, bitch, you are just going to have to release the chaotic uh, energies in your life. Like, just with burn yourself. your house down. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. And never look Anything back. <laughs> I have no words. Like, I don't know what to say with this. I'm like, Truth be told, I'm being called in like little ways to shadow work, and I know that that's mm-hmm. what's coming. Mm-hmm. So I feel like th- if anything, that's yeah, we were all fine with it. That's what this is. That's what that's yeah. That's your fourth cup. Yeah, yeah. I, it's not. It's not external stuff. Like I know it's it's me. Like I gotta dive deep a little bit and figure out this. This is. Stuckness. It's kind of giving that whole Katie mentioned in our last episode. Um, she said something about jump and the net will appear. Like that's almost what this tower card is giving. It's like, what can you release? Just like let go and like let go, like God. Just jump and the net will appear. Like you got to do that introspective light, trying to or introspective work to find that light that you need. Um, and just like let it all go. Just like don't worry about what you're gonna find. Mm-hmm just try and find it whatever it is whether that's chaotic whether that's you know good for you it you need to find that so that you can release it and just be able to like move on and like 
yeah. And I think also with the tower, I've started to just really dive into this card because I've been getting it a lot since the beginning of the year. Um, but what I take comfort in with the tower is it's a quick change or it's something that's supposed to just happen. So I take comfort in the fact that the tower is very, what number is it? Um, 16. There's 21 major arcana cards. It's very far down the line. And what, and we talked mm. about this either last week or the week before the star card is right after the tower. And so after this, it's, you got, you, you are going into the astral planes. You are facing judgment day. You are at completion. Mm-hmm. So I take a lot of comfort in that with this card. It's not because we, you know, we all like talk about like the tower moment, whatever, but like Mm -hmm. this means you've already made progress to allow for this. I don't think you could get here without doing some sort of work first. Um, Because I I just don't believe these moments just happen by chance. I think, I think there are, you know, things you're doing to allow it. Yeah, subconsciously or not, and the fact that the star, the star is after it. That light, yeah. like the light at the end of the tunnel, like really the hermit this... is holding yeah. his lantern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, and it could also just mean not even like metaphorically, like what can be released if there's chaotic energy in your life. Like, Bye. goodbye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, really quickly before I pull my cards. With the tower, I don't remember who said it, Katie or Mary, they said crumble. And to me, what I'm getting is like, you, maybe there's a fear of the shadow work because you don't want to crumble. Hmm. But that's what shadow work is. (laughs) So it's like you have to give in to the crumble. Like you, Mm -hmm. you might fall apart a little bit in the shadow work, but you, you'll build yourself up out of that. But Carly just recently got her Reiki attunement. Mm-hmm. Mm. If there's anything mm. to follow a Reiki attunement, oh, it's, a cr- okay. it's a crumble. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So I got just, chills. I just I got, just the got chills. emotional. So yeah, like yeah. this. This is was very much my experience as well. Like a Reiki attunement will change your fucking life. Like it just does, and <laughs> you, <sighs> you, you will go through that tower crumbling within (laughs) and you'll 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 find the star but you have to go through that like transformation katie as you started talking like at the very beginning of you talking i just started picturing carly with like a um what is that thing what is that the pickaxe no the 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 hammer hammer thing the long sledgehammer okay Ooh. The thing that you beat up walls with, I just started yeah. picturing Carly, like, <laughs> beating up some, like, stone house, um, like, you doing it yourself, and Ooh. and you, like, letting that out, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. destroying it on your own, because, yeah. like, with the intention of something, um, yeah. Mm. Like, are you, like, familiar, do you care at all about, like, archetypal type stuff? Um, yeah, I, yeah, I dabble in my Um, personal practice for sure. Cause I think for somebody like you and you're like, you're very smart. (laughs) You're a very smart, like, I feel like you can, you can, you can handle a lot of knowledge and like learning. (laughs) Um, so I think, I think 
if for you to approach shadow work, it would be really helpful for you to do it from a Jungian perspective. Carl Jung is who like Ooh. developed the concept of shadow work. Okay. Um, and also like the archetypal. Um, we all have this deck. We're obsessed with it. The, um, the Wild Unknown Archetypes by mm-hmm. Kim Kranz. Um, and a lot of it is based off of Jungian archetypes. Um, but I, th- I think that would be really helpful for you because it's also like – it's a little bit more structured in terms of the psychology around it rather than like your pretty Instagram girl telling you to do shadow work. <laughs> no, I, I like actually I'm, I'm going to write that down. Yeah, right now too. Because I'm just seeing like y- you're Carly like <laughs> you you need the deep stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I also <laughs> dive into your you give off that and it helps you yeah. give off like yeah. deep dive read everything I can and then do it. Mm-hmm. So like that helps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, are we ready? So I'm using actually the It's a Kim Kranz deck. So yesterday when we were supposed to record this, we were like Mary and Katie and I were chatting about what decks we were going to use. And I was like, I thought of Carly and this deck immediately just popped into my head. This is the Wild Unknown Alchemy deck by Kim Kranz. This is her newest one. I haven't used it a whole lot, but this is just very... This is Carly vibes mm. for sure. <laughs> um, so I knew that this was going to be the deck for you immediately. So the card, first card I'm going to pull, what action can you take to fill your own cup? And then the second is going to be, how can you pour your cup into others? So I'm going to shuffle. Let's see if we get some flyers here. Oh, that one wants to come out. Okay. So what action can you take to fill your own cup? The card I pulled is called the Raven's Head. And it's a red card with a big raven on it. And he's holding like what looks like a pearl in his beak. So I'm going to read from the guidebook on these just because I'm not super, super familiar with this deck. But... And... The next one, how can you pour your cup into others? Let's see. Oh, interesting. So another red card. This card is Chiron. So there's cosmic forces, colors, seasons, materials, mysteries, and operations in this deck. So for the Raven's Head, what action can you take to fill your own cup? So the raven's head is the initiation, the ordeal, the work begins. Though alchemy alchemy is filled with a myriad of open-ended symbols, the raven's head has a precise message. It arrives to mark the beginning of the work. This card indicates something has occurred, (laughs) known or unknown, to initiate the spinning of the alchemical wheel. A.K.A. a Reiki attunement. I'm just going to say that. (laughs) I literally, I was like, wait, did this say that? No. With its mighty churning, things are about to change on every level. The raven's work cannot be undone, just as the pill cannot be unswallowed or the pearl turned back to sand. You may be overwhelmed or think the journey ahead is not for you. Your doubts matter not to the raven, as it is as its appearances signifies it has chosen you. You are ready and the moment is now. Can you go back to the way things were? Can you pretend nothing has changed? The raven cause a clear no. It does not apologize as it knows your destiny is great. 
So yeah, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> but I, I genuinely like the Reiki attunement is like what's really coming up strong for me here because I just know from personal experience how dramatic of an internal change that kicks off. And I think this card is just like a affirmation of like the change has begun and you have to just let it happen because I'm feeling like this resistance to it like it for sure it's maybe it's a fear because it's scary as fuck honestly um but this is just that like you have to just let the process begin like you have to let the process happen um I, I really love that card okay and how can you pour your cup into into others so we got the chiron card for that okay wounds teaching paradoxes Chiron is a cosmic enigma. In Greek mythology, he is said to be the rejected son of Saturn, who through the pain of abandonment becomes a great teacher and healer. Such is the paradoxical nature of this minor planet. It demonstrates that our pain is a great resource. It will guide us to our deepest purpose if we are able to observe it slowly, gently, and with support. When the Chiron card appears, know that you are being called to deepen the work, to delve into tender parts of yourself that require patience and forgiveness. Victim mentality will get you nowhere. Your past blaming. <clears throat> it's time to let your painful experiences serve as a beacon of light to others. Chiron reminds us where we've been and where that allows us to go. So in terms of how you can pour your cup into others, this journey that you're going to go on, you're going to learn so much and you're going to be able to then share that knowledge with other people. Like whatever this shadow work that you need to dig into, this is going to be the work that you help others to do. Oof. Mary's like not increasingly crazy. I'm I'm like really getting something ever since you brought up that Reiki, I'm really feeling something like all of these things are gonna swirl. All the things that you have going on are gonna like swirl together. Um, your tattoo, the Reiki. It's almost like this might be a nudge to really like I know that's not what you originally had gotten the Reiki for, but it might be like a nudge to kind of swirl that into your tattooing and that's how you're going to be able to like pour this like healing energy this you know into you know you're kind of like with the tattoos you're, you're technically like it is harming technically you know and being able to pour that reiki in just to like solidify that um energy exchange that you're doing to amplify it to make it this you know yeah, I don't know. I just, as you were speaking, Katie, I was just like, oh my goodness, yes. Like, that hits. Yes. I, I want to, and I keep getting like nudges to do so, but I, I want to make sure that I do it correctly and I do it intentionally. So I feel like once I sort of work through this, I'll be able to do that in, in a way that like I'm comfortable with mm -hmm. honoring and practicing it for others. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think also, Carly just like from things I've seen of you, like when you tend to come up with a new idea or something, like it seems like stuff like flows out of you all at once kind of, or not all at once, but like in succession. And then maybe you have a break. Yeah. Um, and so I think like when you get in ruts or you get stuck, um, maybe just think about like, well, maybe I am the type of person that like everything just comes out at once. And then I need a sec to like 
rejuvenate or think about the next step because all of this stuff that came out at once, like it was all this progress. Mm -hmm. And so now what do you do with that? Right. Um, and I really think the Reiki attunement is, is part of that. Um, cause a few last spring when we were all developing ourselves and our, our lives professionally, um, like, I mean, your ideas just like flowed and flowed and flowed into this year, you know, you just mm -hmm. kind of, the hits kept coming. Um, so I, you know, I feel like we have no doubt, you have no doubt that, or you shouldn't have any doubt <laughs> that like, you got it. Like, yeah, you, you are just like this, this beacon of so much like stuff you can mm -hmm. offer. And also just like, um, for anybody who's listening, just go to Carly's tattoo page. Is it Rosemary Inc? Um, yeah, it's Rosemary Inc. Handpoke on Instagram. Because this is some, like for me, one of the things that has always stuck out to me about your tattooing, you and I have talked about this, just like how you got into it. Mm -hmm. um, you all need to go just learn about Carly's tattoo history because it has a lot to do with like tattooing in prisons and there's so much empathy that comes with that. Um, so many people cannot grasp what you, what you, where that comes from. Um, and I, I just think that is so important. And that is the same empathy that, that is used for Reiki, something like Reiki or this energy exchange, mm -hmm. because you're giving so much, but it's, and, and you're getting stuff back, but it's like, you have this part of you that is okay with the cyclical, cyclical nature of giving and receiving, I think. And you need to be told that, like you, that, that you have a wonderful balance of that. So. <laughs> and it's almost like when, when you said the thing about the, the ideas flow from her and almost like what, when those ideas flow to you and then you feel like, Oh, now what? Go back to that hermit card. Like, go back to that, how is my cup needing to be filled? Go back to that introspective, like, let me just, like, sit with myself. Like, I had all these ideas, and they were wonderful. And now let me go back to myself. And, you know, that cycle, like, go go back and then start over again and, and get back into it. Like, it's okay to go back into that hermit phase and that let me just think of everything. And, yeah, yeah. Katie, you made me cry. <laughs> yeah. I know, Katie. That was like... <laughs> like yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your kind Yeah. Words, I'm feeling the word... I'm feeling the word integration. Mm. So, like... So, like, you get this big hit of creative, like, I have this idea, I have this thing. And then I think for you personally you have to go into that hermit mode and, like, let that, in, like, that hit, like, integrate before yeah. you can, yeah. like, execute on it. So, like, if that's your process, that's your process. Like, you have to honor, honor that as the process. So, I think with just coming back to the hermit mode, like, this is your reminder of, like, time to enter that hermit mode, like, time to let all of this stuff that's been swirling around, like, integrate, so then you can actually, like, bring it forward yeah, into the world. Yeah. a lot of sense. <laughs> Are you ready for me? Katie. Katie, what are you smiling? Okay, so, 
controversial. Um, I just pulled from a deck that I've never used before. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and that I wasn't planning on using. So I don't even know if I've told you, Mary and Katie, that I have this deck because I wanted to use it before I told y'all about it. Um, so a while ago, I bought, there is a Jungian tarot deck. Oh. Um, and I've never used it because I'm just like, this. I mean, there's a lot to dive into with this. Um, there's a lot. Um, I think I think doing like just the straight archetypes oracle is a little bit easier because Oracle decks are so specific, but tarot, like, oh, you have to, yeah. you have to do so yeah. much work to figure it out. <laughs> so let me just read you the description of this deck. Um, I don't know, just because of what we were talking I was like, I feel like it's okay, even though I haven't used it yet. Like, I feel like it's okay for Carly. What better way to break exactly. it Exactly. Yeah. Certainly none of my stuff is in there. Uh, <laughs> So, so Dr. Robert Wang developed the Jungian Tarot as a visual gateway into the complexities of Jungian psychology to aid in the process of active imagination provo- proposed by Carl Jung. Um, the 22, which he, some of his views, some of Jung's views are kind of problematic. Like they come from a very um, white privilege place. I, I, he he mm. really kind of, he had this thing where he 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 kind of believed we created our own misery which i do believe to an extent but the way he kind of figured that <laughs> what i learned just like in school the way that i learned that he came to that conclusion was just based off of his own experiences because he hadn't experienced real hardship to kind of understand like he's thinking like the only way i can be this way but i still love the dude still think he's brilliant. Um, you know, we, we only work with what we know. Right. Um, so anyway, so the 22 major arcana card represent Jungian archetypes of the collective unconscious. The figures were visually presented in art, um, archways and circular mandalas, which aid in meditation. Um, the deck is a companion to the Jungian tarot trilogy by Robert Wang, which I do not have. So anyways, I pulled, this card, which I, I don't know what it is. I think it's strength. Um, I think because of the lions and the infinite. No, I got to go based on, I'm going to, the book, oh. these, these cards are very specific to kind of the descriptions in the book because strength actually mm. has like an archetypal name. Um, and then I got six of swords, which is one of my favorite cards in the entire world. It's a hard card to process, but this was one that when I first started, um, really diving into tarot and like actually using it like with intention and not just kind of like shuffling the deck and see what happens. This and the world were the first cards to come out for me. Um, and this was kind of like in the fall last year when we all met, um, I guess fall t- 2021, really. Um, so, any- okay. So let me, I'm pretty sure this one card is strength. Yeah. And I turned right to the page. I turned right to the page. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Wait, I did. And then it left me. That's oh my god! I swear to God, I turned right to it. What? It's not strength. Oh Is it a tower? It's the tower? Uh-uh. It's the world. <laughs> oh. <gasps> oh! I just got chills. The daughter who conceals herself. That's the archetype. Holy fuck! We're psychic, y'all. <laughs> we're psychic. <laughs> I like I. I cannot believe that I pulled that card before you said that. Like, I literally cannot. But this definitely also gives off strength so vibes. So, 
um, with like the lion and the infinity symbol. But I just realized I thought both of these were no. lions, and this is like a goat of some or like a bull. Um, okay, so let me read this. So again, it's the world card, the daughter who conceals herself. Um, persona is a Latin word for meaning. I'm like, I'm like, like my, my face is like reacting no, to this. Um, I also, I also just got Botox. So my mouth is cut. <laughs> okay. And okay. So persona is a Latin word meaning mask. And referring especially to the masks worn in the Greek and Roman theater. In Jungian terms, the persona is the mask which we show the world, the outer personality by which we are known. Our lives are not unlike a play in which we hide our true faces under masks and in which we know others primarily by those masks which, which, which with which they wear. Remind me to come back to that. Um, in the card, the dancing figure whose face is hidden is that of Anima. We understand that persona is an aspect of Anima. Persona being the outer self and anima being the inner. Of course, persona is only one of the many significant archetypes involved here. The card is entitled the world, the world rather than the universe, as it is in many decks. I did not know that um, because it represents all of the elements of the material condition. Um, the material condition was considered to be a compendium of four elements four elements, fire, water, air, and earth, all of which were activated by a fifth element, spirit. On the card, the lion is fire, the eagle is water, the man is air, and the ox is earth. The figure of anima appears within a Euroboros, meaning eternity, and related to the magician, of which animus is the female aspect. The dancing figure, an extremely powerful and significant archetype in itself, is the wave action of spirit activating matter. A discussion of the symbolism at the end of the card may sound rather poetic, if not distant, but the image describes a profound and practical activity on a multitude of levels. One of the catchphrases of Western mysticism is, as above, so below. In this regard, the world contains all of the active elements that were potential in the magician. Here is the totality of the individual in a world where opposites are expressed with the greatest polarity. The card describes the, the waking consciousness and the mechanisms of the public self, the persona which each individual develops to deal with, deal with society. It was a very long description. A lot of big words in there that I couldn't pronounce. Um, <laughs> I do want to go back to the very beginning though. Um, Mask. Yes. And, and this part specifically. So our lives are not unlike a play in which we hide our true faces under masks in which we know others primarily. Okay. And, and in which we know others primarily by the masks with, with which they wear. That fucking lip flip. I can't talk. Um, <laughs> so I, I do not think this is what this description is saying. But I – so – you, you've got your mask, but I think it's very interesting. It says, and in which we know others primarily by the masks under which, the masks which they wear. You mask people. Not necessarily mask, Ooh. but you add something to people that makes them more comfortable with themselves. Wow. Physically. Jesus. <laughs> elementally Damn. and with spirit with reiki so holy shit katie i'm really i'm glad i'm glad i remembered this um 
Yeah, so there's that. Um, and I know this was only supposed to be one card, but obviously, you know, Six of Swords came out, which Six of Swords, like, when we're, I think when we're dealing with any of this stuff, Six of Swords is going to happen, especially with that shadow work. Um, you know, Swords are our internal so much of, and Six of Swords is such a beautiful card, I think. Um, I'm going to kind of go on a rant here. So I love putting a deck of tarot cards out just the way it is flipping it upside down so I can see it face up and just like pulling and seeing what's next and like creating the story in my head. There was a night that I did that. Um, and I remember I saw the seven of swords and I don't really like the seven of swords card because I feel like it like makes me feel like a sneaky little bitch, you know, but But then I told myself, because, you know, with tarot, like, they encourage you, don't just go by the descriptions of the book, go Mm -hmm. with your intuition. Mm -hmm. And so I decided my intuition is making this a nicer card. And so what I'm thinking, you know, you've got that person running away with the swords or, or, and there's some behind and they're kind of like all jumbled up in their arms. And so when I saw that in that specific moment, I was like, no, what this card means is that I have gotten away with leaving that shit behind me. Um, And so back to the six of swords, they're traveling in that boat and they've got the swords behind them. They are not looking back. They are, they are close to that shore where they're going to get, collect all their swords and then fucking get out of there. Mm -hmm. I do feel like this is kind of self-explanatory I think the world is the more prevalent one especially because I like we just knew this was gonna this was here um so yeah I think and what was what was the prompt for that card when you pulled it like did you like the archetype or do no just oh yeah yeah um a message from your guides to take with you but so with all of that being said like going beyond these cards with that prompt Something is telling me that, like, you're gonna, it's always darkest before the dawn type of shit. Mm-hmm. You might start to go through it more than you were, more than you think you may be already. Um, like, you know, we're not future tellers, obviously, but I feel like this Six of Swords is is telling you, like, still be present in what's happening. Like, like this information you're getting now. Um, and I don't think you would fall victim to this, but I feel like sometimes we get readings or people get readings and then it's like, okay, like we, it's like a therapy session. Like we talked this all out, we're good. Mm -hmm. And then you don't do the thing or you don't put in the work or whatever. And so it's like, oh, shit, but this this stuff is still happening. I thought I already resolved that because we talked about it. But it's like, well, no, like, unfortunately, you still got to go in now and use all this stuff. So I think this Six of Swords is just telling you to stay present with that. And mm-hmm. so just remind yourself, like, when you start getting that discouragement or when you're in those hermit moments or doing the shadow work or whatever, and you come if you come to a point of, like, what is this for or whatever um just just like knowing what you have done and like the way that i i think you are just such a cyclical person i think and just reminding yourself mm-hmm. um i mean we all are 
but yeah, just just really trying to encourage yourself or ask for encouragement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not <laughs> I'm like, this that. is a journey. <laughs> that six of swords, yeah. like you're on your journey. Like just yeah. keep reminding yourself that like, yeah, when you get to those points, that six of swords is like, you're, this is the journey that you're on. You're on the journey to healing and just keep remembering that, like stay in that present moment that the present moment is that this, this life is a journey. So you're going to keep, you know, pushing on and trying to get to that world, that completion and just like, keep, just keep, keep going. It's, it's all a process. It's all a journey. That six of swords always is like, Mm -hmm. you're on the journey. Like it's just keep on going. Yeah. And then I'm getting a keep. keep. (laughs) Are you getting that keep pushing? Yes, it's a like I'm getting the like the what's standing out for the six of swords for me is like the movement mm-hmm. aspect of it is like you have to. So we were talking about how you were feeling yeah. stuck at the beginning, and the six of swords is that reminder of like you have to keep moving through the different cycles, the different feelings, the different emotions. Some of them are gonna be shit, and you're not gonna want to mm-hmm. do that. But it's like mm-hmm. not getting. And I don't know, I'm I'm not super big into astrology, but I know you're a Scorpio moon. I'm a Scorpio sun. Like I, from an emotional standpoint, I can get very comfortable in uncomfortable emotions, Mm -hmm. sometimes to a fault. So Mm -hmm. it's, I have to remind myself to like move through it rather than like sink into it and just like be enveloped in it. You know what I mean? So I think that movement, it's like reminding yourself, like keep, keep it moving and you'll mm. you'll reach that that completion that there's light at the end of the tunnel but you have to keep moving through it and being in that hermit phase is you keep keeping on pushing because it's you doing right. the work and like yeah. you you know coming back to yourself like that that is a part of like the keep pushing is going into that introspective period yeah. Yeah. and i think also with what katie was saying like um getting comfortable in those uncomfortable feelings Um, and I'm saying this purely because we know you, Carly, I think, yes, hermit, but don't forget that light is still there. And I think that light for you Mm -hmm. can also mean support. You don't necessarily, and Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. Like I don't share the uncomfortable, like I don't share the bad stuff until I know what the resolution is going to be. Um, like I don't want to talk to anybody about it until it's done and (laughs) Mm -hmm. like, there's no confusion. So, um, that's not something that happens overnight, just sharing everything, but just in what ways, like, can you get support that maybe isn't like actually getting it from another human being? Um, but just remembering that that light can also symbolize like, okay, take a break, take a break, Mm -hmm. like. Mm-hmm. open the curtains or, or go outside or mm-hmm. talk to your mom, whatever. Like, um, I think, I think a lot of this can, can also be you opening up to not having to do everything on your own. How are you feeling, Carly? <laughs> I know. I was just I like that was really that. like rapid fire. It, it, we tend to do that. But <laughs> none of it was surprising. Like it all, it, it resonates a lot and it's a lot of it's a lot of resistance that I'm in and it's a lot of like I do feel stuck and I know what the next step is but I don't want to do it so I mm-hmm. but I know I have to mm-hmm. so it's like mm-hmm. just sort of getting myself to sit sit with myself literally that's the problem I just have to sit with myself. yeah 
Um, yeah. And I always forget the Reiki attunement thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, yeah, when because I've been so sensitive and I finally have, like, figured out what works for me in terms of just protecting my own energy. But now it's like I have to get to know it again now that it's mine. So mm-hmm. I have to mm-hmm. yeah. work through that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Thank you, ladies. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thank you, Carly. <laughs> You're welcome. This is really I know. Cool. That would honestly. This was this, like. We've been looking this forward been to this because we were like, what are we going to get out of her? funnest one. <laughs> All my d- deepest Where fears. Where is this going? going? <laughs> yeah. I just like, I just want like, you are just such a good person like I just know I think we all feel that and that's why we were so excited to do this because we were like what could Carly possibly need you know (laughs) oh I know I feel like when we saw your thing like Carly we were like Carly Carly wants the reading (laughs) from us um but yeah just you're, you're just so um you're really you're you're an you're an other person type of person. You're an other per, you're you're a give to other people type of person, but you expect absolutely nothing in return and that is beautiful, but it's not serving you. It's not serving you. <laughs> oh, too real. So what are you going to do now, Carly? <laughs> What's the plan? Uh. Well, thank you for thank letting you. us do this. Thank I you know, so thank much, you so Carly. Much. You three are so uh, – you kept talking me up, but you guys are so cool, each one of you individually. I love this podcast. I love all three of you so much. Thank you for sharing your energy with me. It means a lot. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for sharing your energy <laughs> sharing with yours. <sighs> we love you, Carly. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. 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 Oh, God. How do I leave? I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. Fuck. (laughs) Oh, I got it. Okay. Bye, ladies. Bye. Bye. And we're back. I hope you all enjoyed listening to Car- Car- blah, blah, blah. Carly's reading. <laughs> I can cut that. I didn't get Botox, so I have no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Actually, I'm leaving that in. Yeah, I know. I will be leaving that. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed Carly's reading. We very much enjoyed doing that, and it lived up to all of our expectations. For our little second segment this week, uh, we decided this is actually Katie's idea. We are going to talk you all through our big three so that you guys can kind of get to know us a little bit better from like an astrological perspective. After last week's exposure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're just, we're continuing down the train of just completely exposing ourselves on our own podcast. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to do. And then at the end, we're going to do a fun little fuck Mary kill of the signs so so which Mary came up with I'm so excited for that okay I was like I hope they will want to do this (laughs) yeah 
Oh, yes. I, I am theorizing, though, that we're going to have a lot of the same answers. Well, which Katie already sent hers, and hers yeah. is kind of yes. similar to mine. Yes. So. Okay. All right. So, Katie, are you going to kick us off? Yes. Um, okay. So... I, as I have said before, um, I'm obsessed with astrology. I am on a mission to prove astrology is real. Um, I, I do want to say this about astrology, just a little disclaimer, me and my disclaimers, um, because there are so many men, um, I mean, people who don't, <laughs> who want to say, you know, astrology isn't real or like, I hate when people talk about. I'm I'm a cancer, blah blah blah. And like, yes, I do I hate the whole like, well, I'm a cancer, and so I'm just supposed to be a moody bitch. Um, like, yes, and you know that. So how do we work with that? I think it's it your 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 astrological signs and where they match with your planets in your houses, those are your diagnoses. And so what what is your medicine? <laughs> To work with that. Looking at your chart, if you don't want to pay for therapy, look at your chart and figure yourself out. That's what I have to say. And that's her professional <laughs> opinion. Doctrine. <laughs> this will all make sense when we get into my fuck, Mary kill. Um, okay, so me, um, I am Cancer, son. I am a Libra rising and I am a Virgo moon, um, which is still kind of a confusing one to me. I'm a Virgo moon and Virgo Venus, which I think is an interesting combo. Um, but so my cancer son, I have been told since I was a child, um, you're such a, you're such a little cancer. You're such a crab. Like I've got that like hard, honestly, I'm going to say most of the time I have a soft shell exterior. Um, I'm a soft shell crab, but I've got... <laughs> Um, you know, the cancer son is like known for, or cancer anything, just sensitivity. I think I said a few weeks ago, like with the water signs, the cancers are like the crab on the beach. Pisces mm -hmm. is you're just swimming along. Scorpio is your deep sea creature. Um, cancer for me, I think Scorpios always get a bad rep because for, for being manipulative, I think cancers are the most manipulative and mean signs. Um, and again, I'm going to say that, but also say, I know that. And so I work with that. And so I'm perfect. Um, but <laughs> cancers, like we know how to manipulate and make it, we know how to gaslight. <laughs> we know how to like Scorpios. It's like, oh, they're a Scorpio. They're manipulative. Like they're whatever. Cancers. It's like, oh, they're so sweet. Like they just, they want to be loving and they're sensitive. Like yeah, we know we're sensitive and we're going to use that against you. Um, <laughs> so just like with my son being in cancer, though, if I'm going to have any placements in cancer, I am glad it's my son because I, especially as I've grown older, have really just applied that because it is in my 10th house, um, which is like my career and everything. And your son is like where you shine. Um, so it's just a lot about like nurturing is very important to me bonds, relationships, um, relationships that kind of like give and take, which we'll get into with that Libra aspect. Um, but there's also a very intuitive quality with cancer. Um, I am like the type of person like with my exes, like I know when you're dating somebody else, I know when you're going to come back. Like 
I can be in a room with like two people or a group of people or whatever. And I just know that I know the dynamic between those people. I feel like I am very sensitive to not just like singular energy, but like energies with groups. Um, And then I think that translates a lot into like just what I do. Like I'm a dance teacher studying to, you know, studying to be a therapist. Um, So yeah, just, but then of course, again, there is that moody, irritable sign of, you know, of me. I threw horrible temper tantrums as a child, like just awful, awful. Um, And my mom's not even like a real astrology person, but like we, I remember we had that big like coffee table book, the, um, you know, like the big giant coffee table book that was like Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. astrology, you Mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about? I can't remember what it's called, but I just remember my mom telling me from a very early age that I was a cancer and I don't even know if she remembers this, but like, I remember her telling me that I was a cancer and that was why I was so sensitive in the way that I was, um, and again, she's not even really a big astrology person. She was just like, how do I calm this psychopath down? It's so funny that you say that because like now I'm envisioning my kids in the future being like, well, mom always told me I was a Leo because that's literally how I am. I'm like, oh my God, Lila, mm-hmm. you are such a triple sag. Like, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So she's going to like, I can just envision her being grown and like ripping her fucking shirt off and being like, mom always told me I'm a Sagittarius. I'm going to save my rising for last because that's my favorite sign. Um, So my moon is in Virgo, which I think is really interesting because I can be kind of unhinged with my emotions. Um, and when I, so your moon is like your feeling, your, your emotions and like Mm -hmm. your body. Um, and so I have really tried cause, cause when I think Virgo, you know, we think earth sign, we think grounded. Um, we think, I, I just think like organized. I'm the least organized person. And when it comes to my thoughts, my thoughts are not organized. Like, call it astrology, call it ADHD. It's just not, they are not organized. My emotions are not organized, (laughs) but sometimes what I like, what I get from it, I feel like I have come into my Virgo moon a little bit more, particularly in the last, like with my Saturn return, which is ending soon. Thank fucking God. Um, but I think what it's done and like learning more about psychology, it's it's helped me kind of figure and the way I kind of combined psychology and astrology, it's like, okay, I have in my natal chart, like within me, this grounded emotional side that's supposed to kind of make how I process my emotions like a little bit more efficient and like just like even keeled. Um And so I think that I haven't really allowed that or like dove into that. I think a lot of that work of that like level headedness with my emotions goes more in like goes on inside my head. Um, But I think that also causes me to spiral because I like try to level things out so much. Like I was talking to you guys the other day just about how like, It's like I'm scared to say the good things that I want to happen in my life because I don't want to jinx it. 
but I also don't want to say the bad things because I don't want to like manifest the bad things and like put that out there. Um, I'm supposed to be good at regulating my emotions. I think I'm good at regulating other people's emotions. <laughs> I was going to say that. I was literally going to say that. Which is where my that. cancer sun plays. I, I really think my cancer sun and my Virgo moon just bounce off of each other. I yeah. I think that that moon in Virgo is to calm my cancer sun and like make it so that my cancer sun can be useful to others. Um, so that's that's just what I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Um, it's also like, which kind of makes sense with this. It's in my 12th house, um, which is, it's hidden life behind the, behind the scenes work, um, institution secret sorrows. So when I'm saying like a lot of that Virgo moon processing goes in like inside my head, but then sometimes it causes me to spiral. Um, I think that kind of plays into that, like. 12th house-ness. And I also learned yesterday that it was a new moon when I was born, um, which I think Mm. is interesting. Um, And the little description that I got with that was um, born under this phase, you must learn how to follow and honor your impulses, instincts, and intuition. Um, You will need to set out on a new path for yourself and will generally have the energy, desire, and drive to do so. That has been the last three years of my life. That has been my Saturn return. Um, So now into the cute shit. Um, I am a Libra rising. um, And I, now that I've kind of learned more about that, um, I kind of associate myself more with that Libra rising than my Cancer sun. And I think that's just because I love Libras. Um, I think of Libra as like Kim Kardashian, (laughs) Um, (laughs) like who I love. Um, but just like that boss bitch, like hot as hell uses their hot as hellness, like, and just in a way that's like, yeah. Um, but though I am not Kim Kardashian, um, your rising, (laughs) your rising sign is kind of, they say it's like that face that you put on, um, like your personality, but it's also a lot of like, Like where your sun is where you shine, your rising is kind of how you use that, how you go through your life. And um, like Mary, we were talking about this yesterday, Thursday, maybe yesterday um, about that Libra thing where like mm-hmm. if we're mm-hmm. trying to like talk something out or like, you know, we're we're talking about a situation and it's like, I want to be mad about this one thing. And then I'm like, well... You know, actually, if we if we look at it from this side, then, you know, I guess we could empathize. So that's where that like scale of the Libra happens. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I and I I literally say it like the angel and devil on your shoulder. It's literally like that balance. Yes. Yes. Um, And I think also I think that that Libra rising is a lot of the like dancer performer in me. The like wanting to show off. Um, Libras are kind of very known to be like social butterflies, um, but also kind of like that can become like all consuming and too much. Like there needs to be a balance with that. Um, 
what else did I write? Ruled by Venus. Um, I have a lot of like Venus in my chart that kind of rules that, but I just, I'm somebody I want to be liked. Um, I want to like, I love love. Like I have strong values. Um, yeah, my, my chart, like my whole chart is nicely balanced because I do have like my little three and like my other planets are a lot of fire, but my big three, we've got water, earth and air. Um, and I think not having fire in that big three is probably helpful to me because I think that fire could really put out a lot of, a lot of that. So, um, we've got, we've got more of the fire in the, in the less prevalent placements, but yes. So I think that is me. Libras also love to talk about themselves. Um, (laughs) so with that said, I'm done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll go. My son, and Katie already said, so like son, true core self. I also, I never resonated with my son's sign for the longest time. My son is Capricorn in the 10th house, which is like your career, reputation, social status kind of thing. Um, so Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. It's all about like boundaries, rules, authority. They tend to be very organized and have structure. And I have never resonated with that. Like as a child, I'm like, oh, like just Capricorns are very like big boss energy, like being the boss of your time and energy, like so I never related to that. I always felt very disorganized very lazy not very you know that was me as a child and now that I'm growing into myself I'm realizing that I do have a lot of Capricorn qualities they just come out in different ways Capricorns can be very hard on themselves check yes (laughs) they Mm -hmm. also stop Mm -hmm. at nothing to achieve goals and I think that's something that uh, I always thought of Capricorn as like a corporate you know, boss, bitch type of energy. And I've realized that that's not me, but I will stop at nothing to achieve the goals that I enjoy doing. So like my creative goals, that sort of thing, like I will stop at nothing to try and get those out. Um, That Taylor Swift energy. Yes. A lot of high like aspirations. And then there's also that aspect of like my way or the highway, that that gives off very big like Capricorn energy like this has to go my way so that's kind of like I've been you know okay yeah I kind of do like uh even with my disorganization it's like in my mind I want things to be a very specific way it's just executing it that takes a little bit of like all right how am I gonna get this done or I let me have like everybody else in my life execute it and I'm just gonna sit on my like throne and like watch you do it (laughs) Capricorn Sun ADHD Mars. (laughs) No, literally. (laughs) Literally. Um, So that's my son, my true core self. Maybe one day I'll I'll organize myself a little better. Um, My moon, my body, emotion, all of that good jazz is in Cancer. In my fourth house, which is kind of like a parent's home life, like your foundation that's what that fourth house is kind of, you know, representing. So with my cancer being in moon, 
I can kind of, well, this goes back to like Carly appreciating the cyclical, you know, nature of life. Like I very much, very sensitive, very emotionally vulnerable. I can be needy. I can be moody. I can crave relationships. where I can be myself to express myself (laughs) freely. Um, Creating a home and like family is at my forefront. Like that's my cancer. I'm just like, I want like my happy, you know, 10 of cups. (laughs) Um, And it's funny because on my Chani app, it said something about um, wanting that home relationship, no matter how unconventional it said, no matter how unconventional Mm. it is. And that really struck because that is I so got married. Cancer. Yeah, I know. And I got married literally right out of high school. And it wasn't it, it was just like, oh, like, we're gonna do this. Like, it wasn't, you know, you see people getting married right out of high school, like military wives, um, just kind of like a southern type of thing. And for us, it was just very much like, Oh, this is what we got to do. Like we we have stuff that we need to accomplish. We're just going to get married. We're just going to start a family. Like who cares? Like let's just go and do this. It was very unconventional. Um yeah. So I'm very sensitive to the needs of others. Home is my sanctuary. That that type of like shell, you know, kind of thing with the cancer. My rising, so this is like the motivation for living life. My rising is in Aries. Um, Aries is ruled by Mars. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I can be red hot, impulsive, not very patient. I need, like, experiences that, uh, like, a risk-reward type of thing. That's very, my Aries is like, let's just headbutt our way through life, <laughs> basically. <laughs> like, that's... I love that. I'm... <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, that's, that's me just headbutting my way. I've always been super impulsive, super just like, I basically prove myself through stress and chaos. Like, and I've never felt very independent, but lately this Aries rising is like, no bitch, you are independent. Like, yeah, Mars, um, my Chani app said Mars steers the ship in my life. And I was like, wow. And where do you have Mars? 10th, 10th house in Capricorn. Mars, yeah, is in my 10th house in Capricorn. Um, So, yeah, I fight back when I'm attacked. uh, But my Mars makes me very brave and strong, I've come to realize. Like, my Mars is what is, like, holding me together and keeping me. And Mars has been kind of prevalent in our, (laughs) our, us three. We've been Mm -hmm. talking about this, I feel like, for a while. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's me. Um... Headbutt my way through life. Thanks to my Aries. I love and that. And we love it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just closing my eyes and flying through. <laughs> oh, you also, when you said uh, you were born in under the new moon, I was born under the full moon. And something that my Chani app said was that really cancer like, I was like, moons oh, are my favorite. Really? Oh, yes. Oh my the God. Cancer yeah, full so moon is I, my favorite moon. It's so like, it's like, it's like right around, uh, is it after Christmas? I think it's typically in January. Yeah. Cause they're, um, opposite. I, well, th- wasn't this past, yeah, this past one, I had a very good cancer full that, moon. The past um, full moon was Leo, the one before that. So the one in January. No, the one in January. 
the one in yeah. January was a cancer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was my like, that was a very good full moon for me. But I remember it said that. I yeah, had, I remember that. That's when I was in Florida. Was oh, <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I forgot. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh, it said sweet. you have a need to shine and connect with others. And I was like, oh, I love that. Yeah, so that's me. My turn. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I am not, I just want to make a disclaimer. I'm not huge into astrology. I'm learning. So if I fuck up some stuff, that's why. I've I've referenced (laughs) many resources (laughs) to look at this stuff. (laughs) I've heard you talk about your chart, Katie, though, and and you you got it. In my opinion, the things that you know about your chart, you're pretty aware. So my chart is weird because, and I'm, I only say it's weird because I've seen other people's charts and mine doesn't look like other people's charts. Now I want a story of your life. It's all my chart. Everything is in like three or four signs. So like most of my chart is in Scorpio and Sagittarius and I'll get into my big three. And then I have like some stuff in Libra and some stuff in Capricorn. And like, that's literally it. The rest of my chart is basically empty. Um, So I have no idea what that means, (laughs) but it's very concentrated in those signs. So my sun sign is Scorpio, which I relate to extremely heavily (laughs) like I'm just I just feel like I'm a Scorpio through and through like the good the bad all of it it's me um it's also in my 12th house which I learned yesterday is hidden life behind the scenes work institution secrets and sorrows so so I feel like Scorpio (laughs) <laughs> yes yeah so I have Scorpio in the 12th house so like checks out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm very like I'm very and I've been better recently but I'm a very private person and I think that's my Scorpio nature like there's a lot going on with me but I don't let anybody know that like I just have all of my thoughts all of my emotions and I just keep everything like very close to the chest um, I'm getting better at that by, for instance, doing this podcast and talking about myself, but, <laughs> but that is very much my nature. Um, Scorpio is very like emotional intensity. Like Katie was saying, what did you call me? Like call Scorpio, like the deep sea creature. Deep sea creature. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. that. And it's that knowing hit. you that made me, that made me. Okay. to that conclusion <laughs> okay. and I I have I know I am close with a lot of Scorpios but it was you that I was like ah now I get it yeah <laughs> that's so funny yeah so like and I mentioned this earlier in the podcast like I can very comfortably sit in like very uncomfortable emotions that like you know maybe hard for other people to sit in process all of that that's no problem for me the hard part is like not like I said letting that letting it consume me and just like comfortably just like sitting in the in the shit you know mm-hmm. um Ooh, and yes, then in terms yes yeah in terms of like I feel like Scorpios get a really bad rap you know like that's what I was really? saying that's yeah, what I, I feel yeah. like every, everybody feel like hates everybody, Scorpio oh my God. hates a Scorpio I don't because I've always really like 
I don't know. I've been like Scorpio men and and women are very different because Scorpio women know how to use their Scorpioness, whereas Scorpio men they're little babies. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So like from Scorpios, I think, are also one of the more, like, naturally intuitive signs from what I've, like, read and heard. I think the water signs in general are kind of, like, more naturally intuitive. Um, But then, yeah, we have this, like, manipulative label. And then the other thing that really resonates is jealousy. Scorpios are, like, super jealous, and I heavily relate to that. Um, (laughs) I, I have to, like, actively be, like what am I doing here? <laughs> oh like, my God, that's, I don't get that from you at yeah. all either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's that's because interesting. I think oh, like, because you keep it to myself. I keep it to myself. I keep it to myself. It's in the house all the way over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Like I just, that kind of stuff. Nobody, nobody sees that. Nobody knows about that, but the jealousy definitely hits. Um, I can get that. The manipulative, I don't, I don't consider myself a manipulative person, but Mm-mm. I think when you're able to like read a room and like make decisions based on that, mm-hmm. I feel like that could come off as manipulative, but it's not. It's just, like, you have that extrasensory information that you're working with. So, just, like, people perceive it as manipulative. I don't know. Yeah. But that one... Do you mm -hmm. have... You have Capricorn in your chart or no? I do. Not a lot, but I do. Yeah, you do. That's what I thought. We probably all have Neptune and Uranus in Capricorn, or at least Neptune. Um, I think that's, like, a generational thing. Is it? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have Neptune I've and Capricorn, and your yeah, those are the only yeah. two things I have in Capricorn, okay. which I think are lovely placements, and why our generation and the younger generation will save the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so moving on to my moon sign, I am a Libra moon, which Ooh. I always forget okay. that I did too. Yeah, I don't. So my Libra moon's in my eleventh house. What does that mean? 11th house That's is... where my moon... Wait, no. That's the um, team player in you. The side of you that helps you find your peer groups. Yeah, I think the, the Libra... Of, yeah. the, my, I think oh. my Libra moon really balances me out. Like, balances out the intensity of my Scorpio sun. So I think it really... It's like a subtle force in me, but, like, it really helps me out a lot, I think. <laughs> I think that's also how you're able to balance out this group between me and Mary and our okay. chaos. <laughs> no, listen to because 11th the house 11th is teamwork. House. Okay. It, yeah, it says uh, the 11th house shows the types of organizations you're drawn to, the kind of folks you consider kindred spirits, and how you'll act in group situations. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it says friends, community, patrons, and good fortune um, for the 11th house. So again, Libra Moon, I wrote very cognizant of other people's emotions and preferences, but not very vocal about their own. Again, tracks. Um, Benefits from going with the flow and following positive emotion without needing to rationalize it from every point of view. Um, Which which is a goal that I have. You're getting there. You're getting there. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. You are so aware yeah. of that though. You're so aware of that. I am. I am. I'm very, yeah. I like to consider myself a self-aware person. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then my rising is in Sagittarius, which I probably don't identify with very like when I think Sagittarius I think like fun playful like just just like a joy to be way to just (laughs) (laughs) way to just be like I do not identify with having fun I like I can definitely I can definitely tap into that kind of energy but like I have to be in a very specific situation and like state of mind and I just like don't really feel like that's like my natural state like my natural like we've talked about this without really saying it this way but Katie you are you're getting comfortable with your fire right yes Yes. you're you're learning to not be scared of that yes okay I this what I'm reading about the Sag this they're they're only too happy to preach advertise and philosophy philosophize they learn by first having i know they learn by first having the big picture explained that is literally you okay (laughs) like what and then it says they believe in the power of laughter embarrassing themselves at times to make someone laugh katie g has the most like like you would never (laughs) expect from somebody who literally just said that she's not fun and not a good time to have to be around this bitch literally has me geeking and rolling on the floor laughing every fucking time that like anytime she comes in with a damn wizard hat and half of her face in a snapchat and she's like guys guys i just figured out the meaning of life like <laughs> like i literally that no this tracks for okay, you Sagittarius i think tracks. i think what katie it is, be is some shit. katie be telling us some wild shit <laughs> look at this can be excessive and overindulgent. I feel like you like a little, like, yeah. the spice of life. Yeah. Like, please. I think what it is, I have early. to be, I have to be really comfortable with people to, like, let that Sagittarius side out, you know? But, like. That's valid. Yeah. But if I don't, like, know somebody, like, I'm that very, like, guarded, you're just not going to get that side of me until I can trust you, I think is, like, what it is. It's like I the Scorpio so in this. you. Yeah, the Scorpio in you is pressing the the true self, like yeah. your motivate like at the end of the day you do like a fun time yeah. in your own way, yeah. whatever that means to you, and you only show that when your Scorpio like opens opens the floodgates and yeah. and know, when you feel you, safe, you know, when you feel safe, the fire thing and like what we went the, the Mary's house thing um, like yeah, when we were talking about, about yeah. that fire aspect yeah. the idea of like getting more comfortable with your fire and like taking over that fire like start that fire now yeah yeah I definitely feel the fire like I have a lot of fire in my chart like I would say half of my chart is in Sagittarius like there's a wow. lot there that's insane um yeah. so I think part of me is like scared a little bit of all of that because it's very overwhelming. Like, so I kind of feel like I have to suppress it a little bit to like keep it under control, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And like, we've talked about in the past with like 
anger and like all of that like I'm very Mm. quick to anger and like that's that's I feel like a lot of my fire in my chart so like I have to be very cognizant of like again what I feel and what I like project out into the world is like two very different things it's also interesting because going back to like you as a child too and like doing martial arts doing that like type of like combat like you know that's a very like fiery like very you know, so it's, yeah, it all just kind of, yeah, got to bring it out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's me. Oh, and about the moon, because I, you guys found that in Chaney, right? Because I saw that. Yeah, go on so the moon, your moon. I was born under a balsamic moon. It says, born under this phase, you have a, a, I don't know what a balsamic moon is, but it says you have a natural ability to boil down ideas into their most precise form. Ahead of your time in some regard, you most likely find it frustrating to deal with systems that make no sense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sometimes it's this hard is to... the most maiden mother crone shit I've ever yeah. heard. Sometimes it's New hard moon, to... moon, balsamic moon, full moon. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to fit in and you may move through many relationships or iterations of your life. You straddle the need to resolve the past while preparing for the future. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay, sure. I call, love this shit. Call me out, Chani. Call me out. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of Pluto in my chart, and apparently Jupiter is a very key player in my chart as well. Let me read this. Balsamic comes from the word balsam, a word that means something soothing or restorative. It's a salad dressing, and the name <laughs> for the restful... <laughs> It's a salad dressing and the name for the restful time of the lunar cycle. If this is your moon phase, you are at home in the dark of the moon. Again, okay. that is the most crone ass shit. I know. Yeah. And me and the new moon, the maiden. Yeah. Mary with a cancer Mother. full moon. That's that's mom. Cancer full yeah. moon is mom. The fact that we were we were literally going to do How have we never our realized segment. this. I don't know. We were gonna do our segment on the maiden, the mother, and the crone yesterday, yeah. and then we had a whole dilemma where we were like, actually, I, like, I don't know I what this even means. means. <laughs> and now it's just coming full circle. So, like, uh, maybe next week we got to do the maiden, mother, and crone. Yeah, maybe yeah. we'll dive into that next week. We'll give you guys some more oh information so next about week. that. <laughs> oh my God, that is so funny wow yeah. so that's me wow all right she, let's get into the uh, fun part get aggressive okay aggressive. Let's go. All right. <laughs> i was gonna say spicy you can say aggressive <laughs> spicy <laughs> so oh lord so we're doing fuck mary kill with the signs my fuck scorpio always Mary, Libra Sun, or Rising, or Venus. <laughs> Kill Virgo. Same. And when I wrote this down, when I wrote down Virgo, I said, Capricorns are enough, and unfortunately we need them here. Capricorns are enough of You're an welcome. Earth sign. Taurus are too lazy to really interfere that much. Um, Capricorn, unfortunately, as much as I... I think more, I think, I think, I think people who hate Capricorns are, are just jealous of them. But anyways, I'm going to dive into this. So I didn't think about it until just now. 
my fuck Mary kill is in ast- is in backwards astrological order. Scorpio, Libra, Virgo. Astrological oh, order shit. would be Virgo, Libra, yeah. Scorpio. Hmm. Yeah. Um. That's so Scorpio. Y'all. <laughs> y'all are That's nasty. the other part that we don't show. <laughs> we hide that. She said, "Y'all are we... nasty." <laughs> oh yeah. my god, Katie. <laughs> I, um, (laughs) Scorpios are, I have dated so many Scorpios without even meaning, I mean, it's not like you really, I'm not one of those people that's like, I can't date you, you're a Virgo. Um, I probably would actually, (laughs) but, um, because it's like, it's, (laughs) it's so like, be into it. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't know how to say this. Um, I mean, they're they're sexy as hell. Like they just are. Um, so you're welcome, Katie. Um, <laughs> thanks. What else? I don't. I don't think I. I feel like, and also, um, so every sign rules body parts, right? Um, mm. Cancer rules. Does cancer rule the heart? I think no, I don't know. It or it rules it rules the chest. It rules your bosom. I remember I went on a um, cancer new moon retreat one time. <laughs> no, I literally one time I went on a cancer uh, new moon retreat. It was it was like back when I was in a yoga cult. <laughs> and God, I'm so prone to cults. It's not good. Um, <laughs> But I'll never forget. I'll never forget. We went, we went skinny. We all wore these white dresses and walked down to this little pond and undressed. And the woman who was leading it, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I had so much fun at this thing. This is one of the most beautiful things I've ever done. When we were like in the water, she, she's like, honor your bosom. <laughs> no, it was tight though. Um, but so Scorpio rules the genitals. Um, and so they're, they are, they are sex. They are sex. That's, that's what you're good at. Um, so I think I've said enough about that. Um, (laughs) Mary Libra sun or Libra rising. I just, I think they're just fun and cute and sensitive. I feel like with Libras, like for me, Libra men, I'm like, I want to fix you. Um, like I feel like because Libra men are like willing to, I feel like they kind of have like this, oh my God. Yes. I always forget. I always forget. Jason's a Libra. We just talked about this yesterday. <laughs> You're like, mm-hmm. uh, no. Libra men like- are like a different breed. There's something about a Libra man. Like, I don't and know what it is. It's sexy. It's sexy. Yeah. And I mean, I, I almost said as them as my fuck. And then I was like. Well, if I marry them, I'll get to fuck them forever. Um, so, <laughs> um, but Libra men, I feel like there's this quality about them that's very resistant at first. But if you can break them, then, like, I mean, it's just like a moth to a flame if you can break a Libra man. Um, and I feel like they will be devoted to you. They will honor you. Um so Libra men, 
um hit me up shout out um, <laughs> wake me up um <laughs> but um okay so kill i think i've already i've already discussed this again i'm a virgo moon i'm a virgo venus so i can say this i fucking hate y'all um i don't like your faces <laughs> oh my god katie I don't, I am not an organized person. I get annoyed by organization. Like I just, I can handle a little bit of planning, but it's like, it's like on a good day, they're good, but it's like, they're so annoying at the point where you're already done. That's when their annoyingness comes out. I feel like because they just don't let up. Whereas a Capricorn is annoying, but they are useful with their annoyingness. I do not feel like Virgo takes that extra step to, to use who they are. Um, this is interesting that I'm saying that actually. Um, there, it's like, there's like this stubborn uptightness where it's like, um, make the grilled cheese this way. This is how, this is how I learned to do it. And it tastes a lot better this way. And the Virgo was like, absolutely fucking not. I'm not putting butter on this bread to make this grilled cheese. I'm going to suffer with an unseasoned grilled cheese with no butter. You know, like, even this, though I know you're telling me it'll be personal. Good. This sounds personal. <laughs> but I'm just like, like they have this level of anxiety. Like, I'm like, you can't have both the Libra in me. I'm like, you can't have okay, both. Because, <laughs> but it's like this like, like picky and critical. This neuroticism that again, it's like an unproductive neuroticism. Is that the right word? Neuroticism? Is that a word? God, I, I don't know. We'll blame it on the, on the Botox if it's not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're just, they're useless. I'm useless. My emotions, <laughs> the way I process my emotions and work through, I mean, True. Like, We're look at my relationship canceled. history. Look at my relationship history. 50% dating Virgos, how all the Virgos are about to come at us with fucking pitchforks. But again, <laughs> oh like, the, oh the, the parts of me that are supposed to be able to, like, like, I'm 31 years old. I have the most immature, awful relationship history in the history of <laughs> anybody. <laughs> Because I am, I I am so neurotic, but so not efficient with it. <laughs> I'm oh just kidding. I, I am such a nice person. I'm such a nice person, <laughs> and people's suffering really does hurt me. Even if you're, even if you're mean, it hurts me. So, just know that. Just know that if you've been mean to me, I feel worse for you than I feel for me. <laughs> I'm so dead. Oh my god. And that's that. And scene. <laughs> And with that, okay, okay. Well, I had to pick a couple for each, and I'll just I give did them too. very quick. Um, it's funny you said Tauruses are lazy. I felt like okay. I have reasons. I have reasons, y'all, based Good. on the stereotypical. Because I'm just gonna throw myself under the bus, and I've only ever been with one man in my life, so I don't have the experience. Okay, Virgin <laughs> Mary over here. But based on the characteristics, Virgin Mary with the one and done being a mother. Um, Okay. I felt like Tauruses, their characteristic is like a patient, reliable. They're that earth sign. I feel like they do work hard. So that was interesting that you said lazy. 
They work because hard all the at fulfilling themselves. Okay. <laughs> I can, okay. They're, they're indulgent. Yeah. They, they enjoy but the they are, things in life. They're ruled by Venus. They are ruled by, exactly. Mm-hmm. I was literally going to say, mm-hmm. they're ruled by Venus. So I Which feel is values. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sexually, mm-hmm. potential oh. fuck right there, okay? I also said Scorpio, you know. Hell yeah. Intense. <laughs> they, feel, they feel things, okay? They feel things. And they, they and then I, to make you And then things. I would also, <laughs> and I would also fuck a Sag because, you know, you know that they're going to be a good time, a good one night stand, you mm-hmm. know, here mm-hmm. for a good mm-hmm. time. Let's be enthusiastic about this, get it done and then peace out. See you. So those were mine. Probably the I, Sag. I'm going to pick Sag, Sagittarius for the fuck. And then Avi, Avi, Mary, I said Libra because I'm married to one and he goes along with what I want. 99% of the time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He just goes along just to keep the peace, okay? Mm-hmm. He keeps the peace. He will not... He loves lips, his woman. Lips he, he sealed. <laughs> Even if I want lips to be open. He's got lips sealed just to keep the peace, okay? <laughs> He's going to keep that peace and simply say absolutely nothing. Um, He's just holding the scale while one end drops and drops and, and drops. And he'll do like, it. It's going to come back. It's going to come back up. <laughs> And he'll do it in the most charming of ways. He'll sit there looking fucking pretty and looking good as as he just goes along with what you have to say, but won't say what you actually want to hear. <laughs> End scene. <laughs> but they are also Venus ruled, so you know. Yeah, that's... And I can also fuck him because I'm married to him. So, win-win. Well, that's, that's why with I will Mary... Also- I always I like, know. like, I, I choose the one that I want to fuck the most, I guess, or like, I'm exactly. comfortable fucking the rest of my life. That's where the Mary is. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it tracks there. So Vir- <laughs> Libra's, Libra's all the way. Um, And then kill Virgo because fuck Virgos, you picky, critical, overanalyzing, need to stay busy pieces of shit. Goodbye. This podcast is going to get taken down <laughs> for violence. <laughs> Why would I be with a Virgo when he's all hypothetical? Why would I want to be with a Virgo who's going to critique every little thing about my body, yaddy, yaddy? Okay? No. Thank you. I'll be with my Libra who's just going to go the fuck along with everything I have to say and not give a fuck about if... Like, I'm too old for that shit. (laughs) This is getting too personal. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, Thank you for editing. Like, cheeks are literally hurting from smiling. So <laughs> okay, so my fuck. If I had to pick one, obviously it would be Scorpio. I've never done it, have no experience, <laughs> but I am one, and I can only imagine. So, you would like, I would love to fuck myself. Katie's <laughs> like, I know what I'm capable of. Yeah. <laughs> But I also threw in there Libra because I understand the flirty Libra man. I get it. We've all seen it. We all know him. We get it. However, Mm -hmm. I could never marry that person because of the jealousy problems that I have. Okay. So he's in the fuck category for me. (laughs) Okay. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm here. Mary. I married a Capricorn. 
So that's my pick. Because we, it's a very balanced relationship, Scorpio and Capricorn. So he's got that earth. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of earth in mm-hmm. my chart. I need that, need that earth energy. Um, I also put his other options, Taurus. I've heard that supposedly Scorpios and Taurus would complement each other well. I don't think I know that many Taurus people. In, like, I don't think I have many Taurus people in my I life. I actually don't know many Taurus men. Yeah. My sister-in-law is a Taurus, and she's... That's why I'm like, I see her with the lazy aspect. I'm like, I don't see that with her just because mm. she's very, like, if that's strong. If Tauruses are lazy, then I scratch that from my Mary list because I I could not. I think <laughs> I could not. Deal. I think with Taurus, I I have known more Taurus women, and I'm thinking of one very specifically. And her laziness came from her stubbornness. You know, okay. it was like complaining about life, and then, well, why don't you do this? Okay. And yeah. Well, because I can't. Because got of it, this reason. It, um, so that's that's bias, probably. Okay, me. I get that. So Capricorn's my main pick, but I also put Sagittarius, just because I think that would be fun. For a little fun. Yeah, right? And then... Yeah, a little fun time. Kill. As Lila um, screams in the back. No, literally. That was Lila screaming <laughs> as you were like... The savage. Lila's like... Ah! <laughs> um, okay, so for Kill... My main pick would be Leo. Oh, shit. Because. Ooh, see, that's a battle. Katie's Katie's fixing a fight. (laughs) Really? Okay, just for, okay, I'm thinking for me personally, I can't deal with the loud center of attention. It's just so far the opposite of me. I can't relate. You know, I can't relate. But I also have Pisces and Virgo on my kill list. And I literally wrote I, Libra, <laughs> I literally wrote Leo too loud, Pisces too emotional. We don't have room for that. And Virgo, you're too uptight. Mm. Katie's mm. gonna cry. <laughs> the poor Pisces are literally about to um, I know, sob they're like, and they're about to I'm crawl so under nice. their blanket and be like <laughs> So, fuck Scorpio, marry Capricorn, kill a Leo. Yeah. Kill Leo. Mia is a Leo. Aww. I, I know. I retreat. I take it back. <laughs> and you're her You're her fairy godmother. I know. I hate that. <laughs> I think the main oh, reason I didn't, like, pick a fire sign was just because I was scared. Like, I think I initially <laughs> wanted to say Aries, but then I was like, absolutely fucking not. Like, no, I'm not going up against them. My cancer ass cannot go up against an Aries. <laughs> I feel like that was a very Scorpio thing to pick a Leo. Yeah. To kill. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. All the Leos are going to come after me. Sorry about that, Shady. people. So my Mercury, Mars, and Jupiter are in Leo. Oh, my God. Which is why I'm so loud and so impulsive because Jupiter is over there just like, you don't have enough Leo? Let me add some in here and make you even more obnoxious. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's so funny. Well, that was yeah. Very We're going to get canceled. This is the end of the podcast. All Everybody, of this is hypothetical. This is the last episode. We will see you never. <laughs> um, yeah. 
But if you happen to see a podcast pop up called Mother Maiden and Crone with Katie Mary <laughs> please tune in. Flip it in reverse. <laughs> also, if you are if you're feeling personally attacked or offended, please send us a DM and tell Seriously. us why oh you yeah. should not be killed or fucked or married. Okay. Okay. Give us your feedback. We, no, we please, will take yes. it. We will we will use it constructively. <laughs> oh my god. All right. That was fun. Yeah. It was. I'm it still was. burping. All right. Well, <laughs> if the fire mob doesn't come for us, yeah. We'll see you guys next week. We'll see you next week. See you next Monday. Cheers. 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 They actually didn't start screaming that much. Spirit just doesn't want us to do a segment. They're like, you bitches. I love to fuck a Scorpio, okay? Mom, I'm sorry. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Three of Cups. We hope you enjoyed and feel full enough to pour your cup into others. If you would like to be featured on an episode of Three of Cups, you can apply for a free personal reading via the link in our description. To keep up with new episodes and information, you can find us on social media at Three of Cups Pod. See you next Monday.